Okay, so we're going to start um, Act 1, Scene 2. Um, it is at a camp near Forez. Um, Forez is um, by the castle. So for, that's where the castle is located, is, is at Forez. So there was like um, alarms ringing. And then here and enters, so comes onto stage, is Duncan, Malcolm, and Donald Bain. So I need you guys to remember that um, King Duncan's oldest son is Malcolm, and then his younger son is Donald Bain. Then we also have um, Lennox, who's just a nobleman with people, and then there is a bleeding sergeant, okay? So I'm going to read it, um, and then I'm going to go back and talk about certain lines. When I go back and talk about certain lines, those are definitely things that you want to um, label and take notes on, okay? Okay, so... What bloody man is that? He can report as seemeth by his plight of the revolt, the newest state. So basically, Duncan is just saying, okay, so he sees the sergeant coming in. He's all bloody. So he's just asking, who is he? He can obviously give us some news. This is a sergeant who like, who like a good and hardy soldier fought against my captivity. Hail, brave friend. Say to the king the knowledge of the broil as thou didst leave it. So if you look at line five, when Malcolm says, Hardy soldier fought against my captivity. So we find out that obviously Malcolm was also fighting. Okay, so he's like the Prince of Scotland and he was out there um, on the battlefield and this sergeant fought and saved him. So he did not get captured. And then on line seven, when it says, say to the king, the knowledge of the broil. So he's basically saying, hey, sergeant, tell the king what you saw out there. So then the sergeant says, Doubtful it stood, as two spent swimmers that do cling together and choke their art, the merciless MacDonwald, worthy to be a rebel, for to that multiplying villainies of nature do swarm upon him from the western isles of kerns and gallow glasses, is supplied in fortune on his damned quarrel smiling, showed like a rebel's whore, but all's too weak for brave Macbeth, well, he deserves that name, disdaining fortune with his brandished steel, which smoked with bloody execution, like Valor's minion carved out his passage till he faced the slave, which never shook hands nor bade farewell to him, till he unseamed him from the nave to the chaps and fixed his head upon our battlements. Okay, so what we find out is that there is a battle going on, and then in line 10 it says, as two spent swimmers do cling together and choke their art. So basically there are two people fighting against each other. Okay, so McDonwald is a bad guy. Okay, so then on line 18, it says, For brave Macbeth, well, he deserves that name, Disdaining Fortune. So now we know who McDonwald, the enemy, he was fighting Macbeth. So it was the two of them at odds. And then it tells us how Macbeth kills McDonwald. It says, With brandished steel, which I hope you can catch is a sword, which smoked with bloody execution. So you should know that execution means, you know, death, okay? Like a valorous minion carved out his passage till he faced the slave. So basically what it's saying is Macbeth fought hard. So like he cut down any soldier that was in his way until he was standing in front of Macdonwald. And so when it says till he faced the slave, and once again, you can see the number 15 and off to the side it says Macdonwald, which never shook hands nor bade farewell to him till he unseamed him from the nave to the chaps and fixed his head upon the battlements. So basically, this is how MacDonald was killed. It says, till he unseamed him from the nave to the chaps. 
So the, the sword went into his belly button. That is your navel, which is the nave. And then all the way up. So stuck in and then cut all the way up to the, like the collarbone. Okay. So we basically that's called um, gutting. Okay. And then fixed his head upon our battlements. So then he basically took the sword and cut off McDonald's head and put it on a stick, which hopefully you guys can catch that. Um, that mirror of what they did in um, Lord of the Flies. They cut off the pig's head and put it on a stick. So make sure that you have it written down exactly how McDonald was killed. Okay. I'm going to want to know that he was, um, he, that he, the sword, he cut him open from um, his, his belly button up through his collarbone. And then he cut his head off and put it on a stick. You're probably going to have to be able to tell me the enemy's name also. Okay, so that's good news. O valiant cousin, worthy gentleman, as whence the sun gainst his reflections, shipwrecking storms and direful thunders break. So from that spring, whence comfort seemed to come, discomfort swells. Mark, king of Scotland, Mark. No sooner justice had, with valor armed, compelled these skipping kerns to trust their heels, but the Norwegian lord, surveying vantage, with furbished arms and new supplies of men, began a fresh assault. So basically, okay, so Macbeth won that battle, and it seemed like, oh, it seemed like that this was going to be over. But we find out here who they are fighting. So it says, um, but the Norwegian lord. So then you find out that Scotland is at war with Norway. So we find out that's who they're, they're fighting. Okay, and then we find that the Norwegian lord surveying vantage. Okay, so he's seen an opportunity because obviously the Scot Scottish troops are very tired. Um, with furbished arm and new supplies of men began a fresh assault. So he had another whole army sitting back waiting. And so they started a brand new fight. Okay. So he brought in new men with brand new weapons and everything. Despain not this, our captains, Macbeth and Banquo? Yes. As Sparrow's eagle or the hare of the lion, if I say sooth, I must report they were as cannons overcharged with double cracks. So they doubly re doubled strokes upon the foe. Except they meant to bathe in reeking wounds or memorize another Golgotha. I cannot tell, but I am faint. My gashes cry for help. Okay, so they basically say, he, so Duncan asks, did this worry our captains, Macbeth and Banquo? And the sergeant's like, well, yes. But when he says, as cannons overcharged with double cracks, so they doubly redoubled strokes upon the foe. So they fought harder and harder than what they were fighting before. So they got farther in. Uh, um, so well thy wounds become thee as thy wounds. Okay, let's try that one again. And so thy words become thee as thy wounds. They smack up honor both. Get him to surgeons. So basically, he's obviously like bleeding to death, this sergeant. So Duncan is basically saying, you were very honorable to fight for me. I really appreciate it. But let's get you some doctors so that um, we can make sure you live. So they leave. And then Duncan, it's still Duncan talking when he says, who comes here? Now, here comes two more noblemen, Ross and Angus, the worthy Thane of Ross. What haste looks through his eyes, so should he look that seems to speak things strange. God save the king. Whence camest thou, worthy Thane? So Duncan asks them, where did you come from? Where have you been? And Ross says, from Fife, great king. 
Now, if you go way back to where we have a list of characters, Macduff, who we have not met yet, is the Thana Fife. So it is it is an area, it is a territory in Scotland. From Fife, Great King, where the Norwegian banners flout the sky and fan our people cold. So here we find out that Norway invaded Fife, okay? Um, and they are not treating the, the Scottish peach people very well. Norway himself with terrible numbers, assisted by the most disloyal traitor, the Thane of Cawdor, began a dismal conflict. So basically there was a traitor among the Scottish, and that was the Thane of Cawdor. So you really need to know that, that Thane of Cawdor was a traitor. Began a dismal conflict till the Bellona's bridegroom. Once again, there's number 31. If you go over here, it says Macbeth, described as the husband of the Roman goddess of war. So when they say till Bellona's bridegroom, you need to understand that this is an allusion to Greek mythology, and they're referencing Macbeth. So they're comparing him with the, the husband of the Greek goddess of, or the Roman goddess of war. Okay. Lapton Proof confronted him with self-comparisons, point against point, rebellious arm against arm, curbing the lavish spirit, and to conclude, the victory fell on us. So basically, um, Macbeth had to fight that fight also, and he won. So, so far, Macbeth's doing pretty gosh darn good in this war. Great happiness. That now, Sweno, this Norway's king, craves composition, nor would we deign him burial of his men till he dispersed at St. Colm's inch $10,000 to our general use. So basically now it comes down to um, you decided to invade our country. So here's what we're going to do to you. So he says, um, if you look at number 36, it says a truce. So Norway is asking for a truce. And what Scotland said was, we will not deign him burial of his men till he dispersed. So they basically said, until you leave our country, we are not giving you your dead to bury. Okay. Um, and then they also had to basically pay Scotland $10,000 for being foolish enough to decide to wage war on them. Okay. So um, that's a big thing, especially because you think about this, it was in the 16th century. So $10,000, ooh, a lot of money. I also find it interesting that they use dollars because um, Shakespeare's um, currency is not dollars. It would have been pounds because he's in England. But that's beside the point. Okay, so Duncan says, no more than, no boy, no more that Thana Cawdor shall deceive our bosom interest. Go pronounce his present death and with his former title, greet Macbeth. You definitely need to label this. Um, so basically here it says, go pronounce his present death and with his former title, greet Macbeth. So he's saying, I want the Thane of Cawdor executed, and then I want the title Thane of Cawdor to be given to Macbeth. So right here, Duncan makes Macbeth the Thane of Cawdor, and he's putting um, the Thane of Cawdor to death for being a traitor. I'll see it done. What he hath lost, noble Macbeth hath won. Okay, so that is scene two. Okay? Um, and really what we're getting out of scene two, the big thing is we're finding out what kind of a person Macbeth is. So he's setting us up to understand that, the, that, that when this 
play starts. Macbeth is a great warrior. He loves Scotland. He fights for his king. He's got a lot of loyalty. Um, and he does what's right. Okay, so we see that all the way through this. Okay, 